Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. My name is Tom Galker, and I will be your host today. Rachel Eckroth is a musician who's just basically worked with all the best artists. St. Vincent, Chris Bodie, and Rufus Rainwright are just some of the artists. Rachel's latest recording is called The Garden. The Garden was released in September 3, 2021 on the Rainy Day Record label. The Garden is music fusion. And what does that mean? Let's listen to a segment of a song on the album. It's called Low Hanging Fruit. I love your album. This is a multi-play album, but I found out that it is 10 times better with headsets on because you have so much stuff going on below the surface that I'm missing. Yes, I'm so glad you realized that. Yeah. <laughs> I should put a note on the front of the, the album. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not yeah. for a casual listener. There's so much stuff going on. Yeah, that we had a, a really great engineer that did like a bunch of afterthoughts, kind of creative, like panning and effects and all kinds of craziness so so uh yeah there's a lot of fun things to hear and it's definitely like you have to hear you have to listen to the record more than once to catch it all so we were chit-chatting and i don't even know if i said this but rachel eckroth welcome to something came from baltimore thank you your album is called the garden it came out september 3rd 2021 it's on the rainy day records which is different than your previous is it is this a new label for you yeah, it's actually like the first actual label. <laughs> so the first label that's not just me pretending to be a label. So everything I've done has been self-produced or self-released. Now, okay, so the garden to me, when I first heard the title and I saw the artwork, I thought, oh, this is going to be like spiritually uplifting and positive motivating kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was very cool that it was opposite because then not that say it's not uplifting, but I'm just saying, yeah, it's definitely a more, it's a, it's a different kind of a bear. And, um, and I was like, wow, this is not the garden that I was expecting. So what does the title mean? And uh, how's it all connected? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a garden filled with uh, a lot of, you know, creepy things <laughs> as well, <laughs> as well as beautiful things. But it's really like, you know, every song is a little bit different from the other. And it really pulls from like a lot of my influences as a keyboardist. So, you know, everything's in the jazz realm, but I'm, you know, I'm pulling a lot of different sonic uh, from a lot of sonic places, it, you know, from rock or free jazz or just jazz or you know whatever ambient kind of sounds um so to me it was just kind of like you know if you if you uh break it all the way down it's like i planted a lot of seeds all over the place in in music not just in one type of music so all of these things are coming you know to fruition and you know they they 
grew a really crazy garden, so to speak. So <laughs> it's interesting that maybe there's a correlation between the COVID time period and um and the music itself. Because I mean, we were in a really weird space that we didn't know what was gonna happen. You know, if we were gonna all die and and uh <laughs> we were afraid of people and you know, the news was bleak and without any kind of shot, you know, this can, can could have continued into a, a terrible experience for m- years and it's still mm-hmm. going on. So the, the garden, you could have done a Bon Jovi feel good song, like let's lift our voices and sing kind of vibe. And you went a little in a, in a different place while you had that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, did you feel that, that, that kind of anxiety when you were making the album? Um, that anxiety was probably, you know, very present in my life, but I just musically, I wasn't really thinking in that, you know, I wasn't thinking about those things. I was just kind of maybe in a way because it was sort of like, okay, so Tim and I, Tim is my husband. He's the bassist and producer of the record. Um, Tim LaFave, we were just like, let's just do what we like and what we want. And see what happens you know so it was it was never um i guess we didn't we didn't have have to think more than you know longer further than a year and a half or whatever you know we didn't have to think about the future because <laughs> we didn't know if there was the future so i guess you know what i mean uh-huh. <laughs> so like so it was just kind of like let's just let's just do whatever we like you know let's make it crazy let's make it dark let's make it interesting to listen to we don't have to fit into you know, whatever category, because, you know, what is a category anymore anyway? <laughs> I find this a challenging album, but also a rewarding album. So I want people to explore it just like I did. Thank you. That's a high compliment. I, I wanted it to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I so. And I thank you so much for that. Thank you guys. For I want to give a big round of applause to by far the best band on television, day or night, Everett Bradley. And the It's a little bit of a bittersweet day for me when I thought about. I'm going off the wall a little for you. So you worked with cool people like Rufus Wainwright, Chris Bodie, uh, St. Vincent. And Mm -hmm. I was interested in your experience with the uh, Meredith Vieira talk show. Because because I look at it as you must have thought as a young artist that you hit the jackpot. Like, you know where you're at. You know what you're doing every day. You know, you got a constant gig. And I think, you know, looking back at the roots when they took over the tonight show, like they're very grateful. They know where their gig is and they, they figured out how, how to make it work for them. But for you, this show was only on for a short period of time. So as a young artist, what was your reflection? Were you like, Oh, wow. I'm so glad I got a, a constant paycheck. Or were you like, Oh, now I'm feel I'm boxed in. Or what was your thoughts? It was more of the first part because I was, um, I just, not just, but I had moved back to New York for the second time. So I was, uh, I think I was about 34 when I moved back. So that's when I got that Meredith Vieira gig. And, um, it was, it was great because I moved back to New York. Nothing was really happening. I was kind of, I put out a record called Let Go. I, you know, self-financed. I was getting in the hole with my debt and everything. So 
you know, and I was actually about to move out to the West coast at that point when I auditioned, because I was like, there, this is just hard. It's still hard <laughs> the second time I'm coming back. And so, so when I got that gig, I was like, yes, I can pay all my bills. I can live comfortably in New York finally. And on top of that, it was, it helped me be able to do shows around town and pay my musicians and work on the next album and, you know, do all the, all of these creative things that I had a hard time financing before. You know, New York's not an easy place. So, no, it is not. So, mm. this show never really like took off. While you're sitting there and you're like, "Oh, I got a gig! I finally feel like I'm consistent with money." And then you're like, every day you're on like, "Is this going to get canceled? Is this going to get like? <laughs> does, this, does that ever?" You know, we were living living large for about a year, like the band you know, as you know, employed people. And then it started, like, we started get, seeing the signs of things going downtown. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. So we were all just kind of like, okay, everybody, everybody's sort of like, we're, everybody's making future plans, you know, probably a year into it. Cause we're like, oh, we see the writing on the wall. So save your money and think, you know, figure out what's next. But I think overall for, I'm not going to speak for everyone in the band, but it was, I think it was a really great and fun experience for all of us. And everybody's moved on to do, you know, cool original projects. And it, it was just one of those things was like, like, yay, the timing was perfect. You know, nothing lasts forever. So let's, you know, enjoy it while it's there. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you moved to Arizona with Tim and that's where you're at right now. Well, actually I moved to LA so, and, and Tim was out there already. So I kind of just met up with him and we ended up getting married and we recently moved to Tucson, uh, right when COVID started, it was just kind of like, Hey, let's go somewhere cheaper. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we did that and then, uh, found a really cool spot where we can be super creative and loud and, and make you, a lot of music. Do you feel like you're in a space now where that money's not as, uh, pressing or are you still, a working artist that you're still, you know, trying to do the hustle. It's not like I was not like it was in my twenties, you know, so it's good. Like everything, you know, I figured out how to manage and how to get through you know, paying bills and stuff like that. Um, last year was obviously a strange year for that, but, but overall, I mean, we're both working pretty frequently and I'm, I'm actually in the middle of tour with St. Vincent right now. So I'm sitting in a hotel waiting for the the second half to start but um as a creative musician nothing is uh certain so you know we always have to find other ways to make sure our finances are in order and stuff like that in order to keep making music so we're going to get into the album it's okay. the garden and it's uh rachel eckroth and okay. And I want to make sure that people realize that this is a multi-play. This is a, a dense album and it is a treat on headsets. So if you're doing uh, Spotify or, or however you're listening to it, make sure you get the ear earbuds on. And I found that this album is a great windows up drive album. It ah. really, it really works. It just makes life a little better. So these are my tips for, our listeners to listen to this album. First song I want to talk about is Dracena is, is mm -hmm. a, it's a dragon plant. It's a, yeah, it's a leafy. 
type yeah. of leafy plant. I yeah. found that it's good for indoors. It removes a lot of toxins. It's really good to have in your <laughs> It's good for the air. <laughs> yeah, it's right. great for the air, but it's bad for, it's like, it's bad for cats and dogs. If they eat it, they'll have diarrhea, but they won't die. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that that was a part of the reason that you made this song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking about the animals. Uh, well, this is where you got me. It's right at the beginning where you you start off with the uh, drum treatment on it. I was like, okay, this is not your normal, like regular jazz album. Your mm-hmm. sax solo just continues and it kind of, it crescendos with a, a like a electronica uh, outro that kind of runs for about two or three minutes. These are my notes on it. Um, right. I, it's funky and it's fun. It, it sets the tone for what this album is going to be like. There's a few things for that. So I had Donnie McCaslin in mind when I was writing that song. So he's the, he's the tenor player on that song. And um, there was definitely going to be all the, a lot of treatment to it. Like these things were thought about ahead of time. At the beginning, that bass, the bass groove, I, I actually wrote out a little bit of a different one. And then, of course, Tim put his spin on that, on what I wrote. So grooves, his sense of groove and his um, ideas are so specific to him. And he's playing electric bass, so that sound is very Tim. He, he just, like, he set up that groove right away, and it was, it's so fire, and I love that he did that because it you're right it does set the tone for the whole album um and then at the end we actually we had a plan to just have like a completely free jazz track where we were just doing whatever um so we actually molded those two parts together um and originally so since it was covid donnie is actually overdubbed on the whole record um but Christian and I in the studio. So Tim, Tim, Christian, Newman, and I went to Texas to record the trio part of this. So Christian and I just played free together at the end of that song. And then um, Jason Kingsland, who's the engineer after the fact, he's the mixing engineer and everything. He put all the tweakiness on it. So he he did all the effects with the, with different uh, plugins and pedals and stuff. second song is dried up roots was your only vocal mm-hmm. and and my notes here is that there's a this is washed and synth when i listen to the lyrics dried up root it's really from the viewpoint of the root right sure pretty much yeah so i'm, I'm just curious on your take because everybody has a different understanding <laughs> of the lyrics <laughs> well i mean it uh, dried up root could be uh, a, 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 a broken relationship it could be 
you know, where you're, you're stressed on the, the earth and you're trying to connect with the world. Uh, but in my case, I was looking at it as, oh, she's actually doing like, like, like the, the root itself trying to survive. And, and that's what I got out of it. But you tell me now. <laughs> okay. So I, I love everybody's um, take on it because it's all kind of true. There's like a truth in every, everybody's, um, uh, you know, take on what the lyrics are about, but it's, it's literally, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so literal in a way. It's literally about my music career and like oh, how wow. I, I started in jazz and then I veered into songwriting and singing and sort of pulled away from, so, so, you know, I went to college, I got all these degrees in, in jazz and studied and studied and was writing and was doing it. And then I just sort of bolted. Like I left New York, I went back to Arizona, I started songwriting and like still kind of doing jazz, but not a ton, you know, and then I guess, you know, it's, it's sort of corny, but you know, I, I guess I managed to make it so that it doesn't sound that way, but um and then I can't, I'm back in it now. I'm doing it again. I'm coming back. So like, if you look into my discography, like the last few albums, I'm just singing. I mean, I'm yeah. playing, but I'm singing everything too. And so that's why there's only one vocal on this record is because this is meant to be compositions and keyboards and piano and improvisation. And so, so the song is literally about like my roots dried up, meaning like everything I worked on. At the beginning, I just let it go, you know, oh. <laughs> and started a new side career, started a new life in a way, musical life. And now I'm coming, trying to come back and be in it again. They sent the hole they dug. They left me there. They pulled the rug from under me. My roots came loose. I lost my way. I couldn't choose. Drink the water while the darkness blooms. So we're going to go into what I call the single album i guess it was released to spotify as the song to key in on which is oil which you're gonna mm -hmm. tell me why that has anything to do with the garden but that i'll let you go on that one this is a great like a rock jazz fusion and the keys are awesome and the bass is crazy yeah. on the song. <laughs> um okay so you want me to tell you about oil well you know what i don't I, it almost feels like you want to keep this stuff a secret but, no, it's okay. So oil was actually, I actually wrote that a couple of years before the album. So it was in our already in existence. So it doesn't necessarily fit in the garden, but it's still, you know, something that could come from a garden. <laughs> so, so the song existed. I recorded it with like a little trio that I called Antilog that didn't last too long, but it was, uh, it was a very synthy electronic version of that song and then we decided to put it on the album and, and put donnie on there too so we tweaked the song a little bit tim and i and and that's really the story behind it it's no 
no big mystery. The album's called The Garden. And uh, thank you for talking to me today on Something Came From Baltimore. Thanks so much, Thomas. Yeah, it was fun. The album is called The Garden. The artist is Rachel Eckroth. I am your host, Tom Galker. Please subscribe to the podcast. We're everywhere that podcasts may be. Flip to five people who love music just as much as you do. Because we want you all to be a part of that Be More Music scene. 